This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 174 of The Real Word. Word is up. We've got an update from last week's show. So if you didn't see last week's show, go see it. Episode 173. Whole bunch of good stuff happening here. Well, I don't know if it's good, but there's well, a bunch of stuff happening. I, I think what I think what helps is that we actually read this article this time, so now That's we right. have we have some clarifications well, too to announce. We I did read the last. Well, article. again, well, well, what we did say in the last episode was that this was all sort of speculation. This was being proposed, and there yeah. was a vote. So there was, it was a vote all that happened. Superficial happened last kinda. Friday. Yeah. And it's official. The NARB board has voted to approve the controversial. A new policy which requires addresses on all MLS listings. But, but it's not really all. It's kind of like there's an out card there. Well, but I think that it's good because, again, I, I hate to keep going back to the last episode, but we were discussing last time because you were asking me who doesn't put the address on there. And we were right. talking about the fact that, you know, some sellers may be really upset over this because they now have to disclose their address and they don't want people driving by. Well, it this impacted pocket listing situations right. quite a bit. And that's where the uproar was coming so from. it all make kind of makes yeah. sense now because really what they're doing here and it says the policy does not require that the address be made public just that it, it be immediately available to the other mls subscribers so this is this really strictly just has to do with agent to agent not agent to public so yeah if you're a seller in the public and you don't want your address going on zillow and for everybody to see it online you still can ex exclude that through your right. listing agreement and then the agents would exclude that address. Uh, but once it sells, that address is going to be seen by all agents in basically all states now because it was every state besides uh, non-disclosure states and now uh, the, the listings were already required in the other states. So it's every state. And this was, uh, this was passed, I guess, pretty easily on Friday. There was another uh, policy that they voted on. This one was originally proposed by Redfin. It was. So Redfin now is getting things put through NAR, which requires sold listings to be uh, included in those non-disclosure like sites like I was about. just talking about. And uh, it passed 716 to 44. Just no, just no, it sounds like just no sales price needs to be on there. Just the address, right? That's right. It's interesting though. How many times do you get a phone call from a buyer's agent after a property is closed? And again, this has nothing to do with addresses, but Hey, can you remove the photos from MLS? My buyer doesn't want them on there anymore. Do you get calls yeah. like that ever? No, I, I, not often, but I've heard that. Yeah, I get them quite a bit. Um, which the, is the new buyer now wants the photos. But here's the problem. Oh yeah, sure, I can take them off the MLS, but I'm not going around to every single site. And if and if Zillow's keeping those photos right. on their site, yeah, and realtors keep, I'm not going on a hundred different websites so that your buyer can feel good about their property online and taking these down. Right. I don't control that, and so that right. that, that is a conversation. That the buyer agent needs to have with the needs buyer to have, needs to be educated sure. on like, hey, well, they don't own Zillow. You know, Nicole, Nicole White doesn't own Zillow. Yeah. Well, that, maybe one day. Like to. Mm. Like to own Zillow. I don't know. Be a billionaire right now. You don't right. know? No, I would that? love to. I just. Be good with you know, billions? Well, I'll be okay with it. Uh, so that's that's the update on that. So racket. it passed. Bottom it line, passed. it passed. I don't think it's much of a racket. It's no, fine. I don't think it's a racket at all. Again, I think what's nice here, though, is that it's not impacting necessarily if if your seller doesn't want things to be public. So no. I think that that's a very important. Racket number two, another Inman piece. It's an opinion piece. So this is purely opinion. We'd love yours in the comments. Uh, the housing shortage, which we know is happening right now all around us, will last for years. And let's get into kind of what's led up to it and, and why this will last four years. So 
Uh, they're, they're saying we need basically 2 million new homes a year. We're not on pace to that, to do that. Beginning in 1959, the U.S. Census Bureau started to record housing starts during uh, the 48 years between 59 and 2006. Mm-hmm. Builders completed 52 million, almost 53 million homes for an average of one point, just over 1.1 million homes per year. A year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, over the last 14 years, builders started 9.9 million, just over 9.9 million homes for an average of 708,000 a year. So we're already behind. We're way behind. We're almost 300,000 homes behind. Yeah, well, almost 400, 394. Fewer starts oh, per year one, than the historical, yep, yeah, yep. Okay. average. I'll go back um, to math. That's okay. The annual shortfall totals five, over five and a half million during homes. those years, from 7 to 20, 2007 to 2020. So in 2020, we were up from that average. We were at 990,000, almost a million, but still below the historical average of the 1.1 million. So uh, we are in a shortfall of 2007 to today of 5.5 million. Now, Fannie Mae says we're at a shortfall right now of 3.8. To meet current buyer demand right now, we would need 3.8 million homes. This, say, this says in the last 13 years, we had a 5.5 million shortfall so so all of a sudden and the five and a half would probably put us more at a normal market because remember we're less than two months inventory right now right which is absurd crazy a normal market is six months inventory right you know we've seen months here in connecticut where you get a 10 12 months and beyond years which is not good no we're not in that situation anymore not right now but you have this you know huge millennial group buying homes you have people buying homes for different reasons because of covid right and then you know like here where we are in the northeast you have a lot of homes that just don't suit the needs of today, the way people live today, especially now COVID mm-hmm. has accelerated that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just, you know, electrically the way mm-hmm. it's, you know, set up with, you know, you know, just the way they're functioning. Okay. They're not the way I would want to. Okay. Some of these homes in New England. Okay. Live. So? So they should all be torn down. <laughs> no. No. So my point is. Even some of the resales. Oh, you're talking about historic homes. Is that um, what you meant by power? Like uh, electric? I mean, I'm talking what about, are we still like lighting In the Northeast, we have these homes like lights? that were built in the 1700s, 1800s. I live in one. You're not allowed to tear them down, which is ludicrous. It's insane. So they you think that has something to do with the shortage? The what, what I'm saying is not like Nicole, super fancy, Nicole White, super fancy mm-hmm. realtor. I found that clip. I should give it to you, Bobby. I'm going to give you this clip, Bobby. From, oh, when uh, I pulled in my up in my car, I said, "Oh, oh my super gosh. fancy agent." We weren't well, even working together yet. That day, you know, came up on my Snapchat of like, "Here's so a reminder." It was like two funny. days ago. Yes, I had pay- the I had the white I had the white BMW. He, I, you actually had wanted me because it was a, a referral, a referring listing. Yeah. So you met me at the at the, and I pulled up. Yeah, yeah, that's so funny. We're gonna play that clip, Bobby. Yeah. Fancy, fancy, fancy real estate agent still. Yeah. Uh, Nicole being super fancy to get mm-hmm. back to my point here. I mean, 1875 is definitely not fancy. She my lives. Dirt. You would never tear down that house because pump. the location is super fancy yes. and it's by the Gilbert Green. But there are historic homes that don't have tremendous location right. that are undervalued mm-hmm. f- for if you had a newer home on there, they, okay. they'd be worth more. Right. right? Okay. So, um, and then you just have older homes, right? Uh, they're just not. They're just not good. They need a lot of work. Well, but there's... Yeah, okay. How's that doing with supply and demand here? Here's how. Okay. Some of them are just sitting there. You know, they would be easily sold into the market if they were a better product, better quality, right? So you think people aren't selling because they don't have the right product to sell? Is that that what you're thinking is is hurting with the supply? 
I th- here's what I think. I don't think necessarily they aren't selling, but they're just they can't get what they want, so they're just going to leave it as a rental. Or okay. it's, just, it's just kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Well, I guess the biggest problem there too is then the supply, right? If we're five million behind already, and then again supplies are going skyrocketing. I mean, I can't yeah. even imagine how how much of our shortfall with these new constructions will be for next year. I mean, it's so funny because moments before we even started this, I have a buyer that's been waiting for her builder to get the permit for four months. Mm. She closes on their house this week, so it's like, what like. What's going to give? And the other, they get into this, like also the population shift, you know, Florida, Texas, Arizona, other states Millennials. need more demand, you mm-hmm. know, so they, they need more. And like you go to Florida, you just see them building houses everywhere. Right. Uh, and they do, they need more of yep. the one point, you know, whatever million we need, yep. you know, five and a half million, but 1.1 or more million a year than maybe other states do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of how we got here. Right. Now, the prediction, if you read through this Inman article, is that we're going to be here for years because we're coming nowhere close to five and a half, making up the five and a half million right. shortfall. And every year, well, this year may even be worse. Long. I mean, hey, we caught up last year, but again, with things that are, I mean, we've talked about this multiple times. I mean, builders are willing to give back people's money because they can't even get enough building supply. So, um, It'll it'll um, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the year. But again, they also are talking about millennials in here that they're entering the market, which is obviously just adding more and more people um, to the the buying. I mean, it, it goes in, into this article a little bit too about um, the immigration crisis and where are all those individuals going to live. So, are you reading the article right well, now as we sit here? Well, I'm just I'm just going to point out one number, and and really they you know we should be getting to a building 1.5 million homes per year. That's right. where we should be getting to. We're nowhere close to that right now. Uh, that would gain another 400,000 100, homes, which would add to the shortfall. Uh, and so here's the math in this opinion piece here is if we need five and a half million shortfall, mm-hmm. so we add those 400,000, that equals 13.8 years. So that still means, I mean, that's 14 years we would catch up in this math. So we probably need, to their point, 2 million homes annually to achieve supply demand balance in about six years. So moral of the story is uh, low demand, low, low supply. Now, whether high demand stays there remains to be seen, but low supply right now is something we're going to be faced with for a long time. This opinion piece, which was written by uh, his name is Ben, Ben mm-hmm. Caballero, Ben Caballero. Oh, I thought maybe you were skipping his name because you couldn't pronounce it. No, right he's the president of, uh, Texas-based HomeUSA.com. I think it's a great article. It's certainly worth digging your teeth he's, into. It says he's America's number one realtor for the past five years. What does that even mean? I've never heard of him. Well, Maybe I, he is, Ben. Maybe well, you are. Well, once he gave the opinion piece, he probably was able to give his own biography. <laughs> That's why. Yeah. So, so Ben is apparently the number one in there America. Is. Congratulations, Ben. I'm going to check that. You should give an award for that. What is the award? He probably, well, I bet you he got something from um, HomeSnap too. Well, <laughs> he was probably top 5% at HomeSnap. Real trend. Friends will verify whether he, he, he could be. I don't know. He could be number one. We love you, this Ben. This is the last five years. Again, it's a great article. It's certainly worth reading and sort of, you know, digging your teeth into. Lots of things to think about. Again, in the article, too, it talks about the bubble and it talks about where we were, you know, in 2005 and six, seven, eight. Um, obviously, they're saying that we're not in the same spot. So, again, a really great article ben, and something to dig ben into. Ben Caballero into. breaks on record for the most annual home sales oh, selling uh, 5,801 so, so homes. So, it's, it's units. Are we talking about units? Yeah, 5,801 homes. That was in units. This was 2018. America's number one ranked agent of HomeUSA.com. Hey, well, Dallas, the next, hey we're heading to Dallas in October. We'll have to right. go meet him just like we did. Remember Greg? We should interview him. I'm heading there tomorrow. Maybe I'll meet him. Maybe. 
Do that. Oh, that's who we should do a, 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 a confessional with. All right. So it sounds like he does sell a lot of homes. Yeah. Ben. We love you. We did. Yeah, we we disclosed that. All Amazing. Right. Uh, Marketeer of the week. Yes. Staging question. There's an Inman handbook around staging. You can dig into that and learn a little bit. Home staging in the midst of a red hot market. Nicole, I'm mm -hmm. going to ask you. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, is there value in a home that you know is going to get 10 offers? In staging that home, I still think it is ten plus offers. Ten. Here's yes. where I'm. Here's where I'm at. Median mm -hmm. price point. Mm -hmm. Let's say three hundred fifty thousand. Whatever okay. your median price point is, wherever uh -huh. you're watching, mm -hmm. three hundred fifty thousand yep. dollars. You know, because you know mm -hmm. the numbers. I'm gonna get thirty showings in the first weekend, and I'm probably getting ten offers. Okay. Are you advising the seller to pay money to stage the home? I am. I mean, even if even if they have furniture in their home, I'm trying to get twenty offers. What's the no? I'm not trying to get. I'm not trying it. to get twenty offers. I'm just trying to get the most money possible. So, you know, you could potentially lose that really great buyer if they can't visualize their stuff in the room. Like, oh, my queen size bed won't fit in here. Or, oh, I can't fit my hmm. sectional that I just bought. You know, that I paid three thousand dollars for. So, it's really about setting up the spaces so that you can. Because again, you could have 10 offers, Byron. I mean, you know this, but they could all be crappy. You know, it's really about getting as many options as possible so that you can get the most amount, not even just the most amount of money, but just the best you, contract possible. So you don't want 10 crappy offers. No, but again, That's if, but, my, but my point is though, is that, okay, yeah, maybe we don't, you know, the purpose may not be to get 20, but if 20 brings us a good offer and 10 didn't, then 100%. Um, I do you, highly recommend it. 100%. You've completely changed my mindset over the years on staging. I'm a big believer, S certainly talking about the, you know, luxury price points, properties that aren't, that don't have two months of inventory. Mm -hmm. You're going to want to stage those properties. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if I'm in the lower price point and I know I'm getting the 10 offers, I may hold off on it. Still want it to look very presentable. Mm -hmm. want to put myself in the best position. Uh, but I think it, it's it's worth a discussion, and, and this has a lot of yeah. good information. Oh, for sure. Through. I mean, it talks about that fifty three percent of real estate agents don't don't stage your house, although they do agree that you can get more money. I mean, we're not talking about much, right? I mean, yeah. in all honesty, I, 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 even if you just got a couch in a room and a bed in one bedroom, I think that will help with your marketing. Um, I do highly recommend bringing a stager in for an occupied home for sure, um, especially if that individual, because I think right now we're seeing a lot what of people- if, What if you have a vacant house in that lower price point? Totally vacant. 350,000 there's not no furniture in there I still you for, would, for, yeah. for like for like $1,500 and you can make the argument that the 15 is going to make you at least uh, you know the 15 back plus some yeah again I think it could really I think it could potentially bring a buyer that wouldn't have initially put an offer in to put an offer in you know so if you I mean because buyers are the, the problem here too is is that even I mean, again, I'm just talking in this market. How many deals are falling apart on our team? Mm, way too many. So on the initial on the initial walk in, they are loving it, and then they're getting to that no. home inspection period, or Five. two day two days later, they're getting cold feet. You again, I think right now you need to present a home in its best light, even if you are getting 25 offers, because you need to make sure that that buyer is 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 that it's the right buyer and that they're committed and that they and that they love it. And yeah. I mean, it's just it's. As, as wonderful as this market is, it also is very difficult because well, buyers are rushing in, making these crazy offers. And then they're getting the inspection and the seller's like, no, I'm not going to do anything because I have 
right other and offers. then the buyer's like but i paid forty thousand dollars over a list so everything yeah. should be fixed but no yeah. because i've got all these other offers right. and somebody's willing to come in and ask for nothing and they're paying thirty eight thousand over right. so good for you get away yeah buyer. i still think it's especially if you're an investor if you're still in this in the game for for flipping i mean don't don't cut back on staging just for that. Um, obviously, maybe if it's a rental property and you're you know in over your head already. Like if what I were you, ever to list mine, I don't know that I would actually stage it. What do you think? That's a flipping? lie. I would. Well, that's a whole different I would. topic. We'll get I would into totally. that. I want to know what you think about flipping in this market. I can't we'll, even. We'll talk about I that. can't even imagine there's even many money to be made right now. Yeah, I'd, I, well, I'd like to hear your opinion on that. All right. I, but anyway, but so I agree with staging. I think go. it's, I think even though people are getting 15 million offers, I would still recommend my right. seller um, staging 100%. And the argument can be made if you can make a dollar off of it and it's going to bring you more qualified buyers, then it's money well spent. So right. You get absolutely. your money back, make a dollar. Well, again, fine. we've always said first showings are through your photos. I mean, what are you taking a yeah. photo of? Like a, a window? No, I get it. Yeah. You get more, show hey, more showings, more offers is going to create. And I mean, your content, I mean, a staged mm, home is much better to share on your, on your social channels. Get too. your sellers to, to invest in some of your fabulous content. Or, or maybe, that. or maybe you are investing. I agree. We hey, if, if yeah. I, if, if I can't get you, so how about this at two fifty? if I can't get you say two seventy five, all like maybe I'll Absolutely. cover it or, you know, there's, I saw a listing today and I'm totally going off on a tangent here. It was brilliant. A, a listing agent in the comments said that, um, if it goes, if it goes over, over list price, the seller will actually give 5% to the buyer's agent of like the amount that goes over. Oh, 5% of the overage. Yes. Love it. Love it. Talk about incentive. Yeah, I like that. Holy hell. Anyway. Yeah, anything you can do to net the seller more money in 100%. the end, get creative. And uh, all right, I love it. You sold me. You always, staging, I'm always leery and then you bring it me back in. It just looks pretty. It just, yeah, that's, it that's the job. We're marketers. Yeah. I mean, bring yeah. it in. Put it in the best position. All right. Love, love to hear from you in the comments what you thought of the new NAR. Uh, now it's actually a policy. So, so that vote that went through on Friday, um, as well as everything else we're talking about. Yeah. Which I've now Did you forget? I think I've completely forgot well, we what racket number two was. We were talking about supply and demand. Supply and demand. Is, yeah, that, is this, is, is, that's is where I'd really like your comments. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, what do you think? You're does, over it. Does this continue for the long term? Love your opinion on the opinion piece. All right. That's it. That's a, that is a racket, that show. See you guys. Keep it real, guys. Mm -hmm.